How do we adapt to change? How can we find something we don't know we're looking for? Food for thought in an existential game of hide-and-seek on this episode of Zoom Out, the Career Center podcast. Any of my colleagues or students could tell you that I'm a sucker for quotes, and there's one in particular that I want to talk about in this episode. A few months ago, my colleague Leanne, whom I love very much, uh, gave me a pin that sits on my desk that says, What you seek is seeking you. Now, this is a quote from Rumi, who is a 13th century poet, a, a tremendously influential person in the Western world, and even though we're pushing a thousand years since he was around, his influence can still be felt today. This quote in particular is, I think this fits in a number of ways into the context of figuring out, let's say, your major, your career path, whether you're very young or really at any stage in your life. There's a lot of different lessons and messages that could be gleaned from this quote. If you just do a Google search of this quote itself, you'll see a number of different articles and a number of different interpretations. And I want to look at a few of them and, and what we can kind of take from those and how it can affect your frame of mind and give you some lessons as far as how to successfully navigate your college career, some of your career decisions, and really the, the way that you approach life. So one of the lessons that I take from this is the idea of you have to be open to change. At some point in your life, inevitably, you're going to be in a position where you're not exactly thrilled with your circumstances. You may be struggling in a class or even at the school that you're attending in general, or you could be unhappy in an internship or a job or one of your student organizations. Inevitably, there's going to be some time where you're feeling stuck. But, and you can ask yourself if you've ever said this before, uh, I hear this all the time from students, this idea of I don't want to change majors or I'm scared to change my plan because I've come this far. It's a big mistake. If you're not open to change, you're not opening yourself up to the possibilities that you don't even know about that could be awaiting you. Or moreover, in line with this quote, actively seeking you. You never know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now, much less tomorrow, much less a year from now. And that can be equal parts scary and exciting. If you're in a place where you're really happy with the way things are going, yeah, unfortunately, the sad reality is that things can change at any moment. But on the flip side, that's just as true if you're unhappy with your circumstances. Maybe you have a really difficult boss and they're, without you even knowing, working on their exit strategy. You might be losing all kinds of sleep tonight, not even realizing that tomorrow morning your boss is going to quit. Same thing with just chance meetings with strangers. There's no law that says you can't meet your next boss or your next romantic partner or next best friend when you're in line at the grocery store or if you're on the bus going from one end of campus to another, right? Things can happen at any moment and being open to those changes that can come your way can make all the difference between being stuck in something long-term, not knowing how to get out, and realizing that at any moment, you might have an exit there waiting for you to something much better. Part of that, though, and another way I kind of interpret this quote is, you can't be found 
that thing that you are seeking, if it's seeking you, how will it find you if you're not open to being found and if you're not putting yourself out there? As much as I'm not a huge fan of the term networking, because I think it it takes what's a simple concept, just talking to people, connecting with people, it turns it into something kind of scary. By putting this this term on it, it it sort of implies that it's a, a more structured um, activity that has to have some definitive outcome. But life doesn't always work like that. I would say more often than not, life doesn't work like that. If you think about networking as just talking to people and being open to meeting new people and connecting with strangers, again, you never know how that's going to affect your job, your life, the lives of other people. When I was starting up as an undergraduate a number of years ago, it was really the first time I had been on my own. I mean, I didn't move as a child after the age of four. So a lot of the friends of mine that I graduated high school with were people that I had known and gone to school with since kindergarten. And so going as an undergraduate, you know, only I was only two hours away from my home, but that felt like may as well have been another planet. And even as an outgoing person and someone who feels pretty comfortable talking with strangers, I was really, really struggling. And it was a couple weeks into that first semester. I remember it was a Thursday afternoon, class was over for the week, and I was sitting outside of my residence hall sitting on the steps, and there was a guy that was over probably 15, 20 feet away sitting on the bench by himself. And I sat there for a couple minutes kind of thinking to myself, you know, should I say hello to this person? You know, it feels weird. Are they going to think I'm weird? And then it kind of dawned on me that chances are this is a guy who's in the exact same position I'm in, doesn't know anyone, he's in a new school, and how ridiculous that I'm going to sit there and be so afraid of talking to just another person that, you know, maybe he's thinking the exact same things about wanting to say hello to me, but worried that he's going to sound silly. And so eventually, after a couple minutes of this sort of internal discussion I was having, eventually I just said, hey, how's it going? It turns out that he lived a floor below me in the same building. Uh, really nice guy, you know. So after we're talking for a few minutes uh, the few people that I had already met on campus who lived a building next to me, um, they came through and I introduced all them to my new friend. And today, one of those people that came through is now married to the guy that was sitting on the bench and they have three children. So in those couple minutes that I was sitting there debating whether or not to say something, I changed to the whole world with the decision that I made. And if I had let my fear of embarrassment or feeling ridiculous win, and hadn't said hello, who knows what would have happened? Who knows who they would have ended up with? Or and you just never know how these little decisions that you make can affect your life. And that, that may not be in a professional setting necessarily, but inevitably their relationship had to have had some effect on the jobs that they ended up going into. And everything changes with the little little decisions you make. And they're very happy now. They have three great kids. They're both in happy jobs. And I'm not sitting here trying to take credit for that. It's it's certainly not any sort of power of mine. Everybody has the power to do these things. You just have to put yourself out there. What you seek is seeking you. So I thought it was really interesting. Another interpretation that I found online as I was looking through these things actually had beware before the quote itself. On LinkedIn... Uh, a gentleman named Lawrence Rosenberg posted this a few years back. 
with that quote. And I'm going to read you a little bit of what he had to say. He said, Beware, whatever it is you seek is also seeking you, and it will find you. You will get what you want, whether you know you want it or not. If you do not consciously suggest a path, a path will be decided for you. If you do not choose a vision, a vision of your future will choose you. Left unguided, devoid of a definitive mandate, you allow your subconscious to set the agenda, ensuring that your conscious mind is hijacked and led astray by a Pandora's box of misunderstood obsessions, capricious urges, and arbitrary fixations. Now, I, I'm really struck by this because, in a way, this is the total opposite interpretation of how I took this. This idea of you you get to choose what it is you do. And that it's almost saying that there there are these sort of alternate outcomes that you will default to if you can't figure out who you are and what you want out of life. And that's certainly a little more heavy-handed, and I would argue a little a little scarier of an interpretation. I think there's some truth to that as well. If you spend your life just floating through without being intentional about or at least thinking about what it is you want out of life, out of a career, out of your experience in school, eventually it has to just take a life of its own. And then you're not in control of your own life. Now, you'll never be fully in control of every outcome and every circumstance in your life, but we do have the power to pursue the things that we want. And if we take that step to first get to know ourselves, make those decisions based on what we find, I think there's some truth to this belief that the power of suggestion, of, of wanting something, will inherently draw it to you. If you don't want anything in life, that doesn't mean you won't get anything in life. Something will come to you. Another interpretation or another aspect of this quote that I think is worth exploring is this idea that you're not alone. What you seek is something out there that's seeking you, and that means that you don't have to do this thing all by yourself. Now, what if you're not true to yourself? Then how could that thing know that it's found what it's looking for? The interview that I had before I interviewed with Duke was at a different institution, and I knew pretty early on in that all-day interview that they were not, they, they didn't seem receptive to my personality and the things that I had to say. I felt pretty certain early on that I wasn't going to get the offer. I ended up being right, and afterwards I reached out to who would have been my supervisor, and asked for feedback. And what they said was, we felt that you misread your audience and that you overused humor. And then I thought, what a disaster it would have been. <laughs> humor being something that's so important to me and to my life and something that, I, that will always be a part of who I am. If that's not what they're looking for in a candidate, that would have absolutely been a catastrophe. If I had been in that job, I would have been so unhappy. They would have been so unhappy with me. But what's really interesting is the next interview I had was with Duke. And if I had lacked the self-confidence and the self-awareness to know that humor was not something that I was going to compromise, I would have come in here, flopped on the interview, likely would not have gotten the job. Instead, even though I, I didn't get that first offer, I came to Duke, I incorporated humor just as I did in the previous interview. I felt that I was true to myself and they were very receptive to it and I got the offer. In an interview, and I think this pertains to even if you're on a date or something like that as well, it seems to me that you ultimately have two options and that's to tell the other party 
what you think they want to hear, and you'll never know what that is. Or you can be true to yourself, and it's either a fit or it's not. I think the latter takes a lot of strength and a lot of belief in yourself, because if you know that your genuine self comes through on a date or in a job interview or in any sort of situation where you're meeting somebody new, if your true self comes through and they reject it, that really hurts because you have no excuses. I would argue that the other path is always a failure, though, because even if you are able to put on an act and get lucky and appear as the thing that they are looking for, but it's not really you, everybody will end up unhappy. What you seek is seeking you. Be true to yourself. You can't go wrong. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check out our website at studentaffairs.duke.edu career for more content and helpful resources. Also, don't forget to follow the Duke Career Center on social media at Duke Careers. For appointments with a counselor or to apply to jobs or check out career events that are happening on campus and beyond, visit Career Connections at careerconnections.duke.edu. Thanks a lot for listening.